G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, Taylor Swift is on the Australian leg of her Eras tour, doing something like 150 shows on five continents, on the back of her three sold-out concerts at the MCG in Melbourne this past week, she is in Sydney with four sold-out concerts starting tomorrow night. Swifties can't get enough of Taylor Swift. Well, David Robertson is back with us today. He's been reflecting on Taylor Swift and Christianity. He's known as the We Flee, his popular blog site. He's now pastoring a Presbyterian church at Hamilton in Newcastle. Always a pleasure, though. Uh, David Robertson, a special welcome back to 2020. Yeah, it's good to be back, uh, I, although I'm glad I'm not in Sydney just now with uh, because apparently there's no accommodation, there's no food, and uh, and you're all going crazy for <laughs> Miss Swift. Uh, I'm not going to ask if you're a Swifty, but I'm pretty certain as a Christian you wouldn't be a Tay-Tay hater either. That's the two categories that people want to put us in. Well, I think, uh, you know, listeners will quickly discover whether you're a Swifty or not, but I know that there is a connection because she has some German-Scottish heritage. Uh, there's some connection there to your Scotsmanship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's no doubt at all that her ability to sing and her ability to make money <laughs> and her good looks come from being Scottish. Um, anything that's bad about her obviously comes from the German side. Um, with apologies to all my German Next friends. thing you'll be claiming that she's some sort of distant cousin. Hey, sold out Absolutely. 92,000 seats, the MCG in Melbourne three times, uh, this time starting tomorrow night, four times at the Accor Stadium in Sydney. It yeah. seems to be that more people love Taylor Swift than those who might hate her. Any thoughts around this phenomenon that she is just, you know, stirring up, not only in Australia, but around the world? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I look. To hate Taylor Swift, that's just a really stupid thing to do. Um, you know, she's a, a celebrity. You don't know her. How can you hate somebody? You may not like some of the things she stands for. You might not like her music and all this kind of stuff. Uh, to like her music, to enjoy the shows, to have fun with all of that, all of that is fine. I think my concern comes with the idolization and the fanaticism and, and dare I say it, the absolutely uncritical role of the media in this. So uh, I won't mention which breakfast TV show it was in Australia, but uh, they were actually broadcasting live the arrival of Taylor Swift's private plane with her boyfriend from Hawaii as though, you know, as, like it was arrival of the Queen or return of the King or something. And I just thought, You've, we've gone completely nuts. Um, Taylor Swift is a very, very well-manufactured product. I think she comes across, and I have no reason to believe she's not, as a very genuine and lovely person. But boy, is she marketed well. And so many people fall for that. 
We might get a focus on values, uh, but we all know that values often have their foundation in faith. Uh, As regards to Christianity, uh, what have you discovered or uh, what are you joining the dots to understand about Taylor Swift and Christianity? Well, Wikipedia, that that source of all true wisdom, um, tells us that Taylor Swift is a Christian. Now, maybe by Wikipedia standards, that's true. She was brought up in a Christian home. Um, she recalls the influence of her grandmother singing in church. Uh, there is one famous incident where she, she announced she was a Christian, but I think that was um, the way that people use Christian in a in a society where she comes from, which is uh, the southern U.S. as well, all good people are Christians. Um, she's certainly given no evidence whatsoever of faith in Christ, and uh, I, I'll have to say this: some of her uh, songs, I mean, some of her values, I, I think, are anti-Christian. But some of her songs, there's one uh, "Soon You'll Get Better," in which she writes, "Desperate people find faith, so now I pray to Jesus too." And that was um, when her mother got cancer. And one of the brilliant things about Taylor Swift is she manages to convey emotion. And it's, it's, that's why so many people love her. I mean, if you were to go to one of her concerts, and personally, I don't think I would. Uh, I'm not all like, keen on the music. But I think that she, she does reflect the emotions that many, particularly young girls, feel. Uh, and not just them, others as well. So in terms of her Christianity, um, I don't think it's there, uh, but I maybe she's seeking, I don't know. There's there's a terminology that sometimes we will use about people that it appears to be that Taylor Swift might fit into, and that is the thought of being a cultural Christian. In other words, uh, there are those who, you know, they're aligning with Jesus and his identity and they're obedient to his call and following him with a level of intensity which just demonstrates their Christianity. And then there's the cultural Christian who uh, is born into the Christian home, as you said, and even you know, remembers her mother singing in church. And, uh, you know, I read something about her uh, actually singing in church herself before becoming a famous artist. Uh, And even the possibility that she might have actually started doing that again, but I'm not sure of the details there. But what are your thoughts here, David, around a cultural Christian? Someone says, I'm a Christian, but there's not as much that demonstration. This moves us towards the values conversation, but thoughts here about cultural Christianity. Look, if you are in a culture that's been affected by Christianity, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, and in fact, I don't think it's a bad thing. But I do think in, in the sense of the biblical term of Christian, I don't think people should claim to be Christians when they clearly don't follow Christ. I mean, it's as simple as that. In fact, uh, a huge part of my work in, in, in church is to convince an awful lot of people who come along to church that, uh, well, maybe you're not actually Christians. And sometimes I don't know. I mean, I'm not in a position to to sit in judgment upon that. All I know is that cultural Christianity really just doesn't last. You end up going along with the culture more than with Christ. And I certainly think that Taylor has done that in terms of um, 
a lot of the value she espouses. Some of them, uh, some of the values she espouses, I, I, I think they're very Christian and I love them. Uh, but others um, are very much against what Christ teaches. I think she realizes uh, what divides people. And uh, I've got a quote that she made in 2015 uh, where she reportedly said, just wanted to remind you guys, this is with regard to a question about religion, that we, and she says that let's try to avoid topics and conversations that lead towards political or religious topics. In the end, someone will inevitably get offended, and this just isn't the place for that. Is there something that we can glean here, perhaps even a good virtue of artists who would try and keep clear from the political harnessing uh, and uh, and a religious conversation that she thinks would divide. What are your thoughts here, Dave? Oh, I'm so sorry to say this, but I think she's being a hypocrite in that now because she's very, very clearly come down on one political side. In fact, so much so that in the extremes that exist in our world. So I, I find, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad to be talking to you because um, I, I find... In the world in which we live, people have an opinion about something or someone, and it's always two extremes. You either I was love or you hate. And I find that with Taylor Swift, there are people who say, oh, she's a horrendous person because she's a tool of the Biden administration. She's against Donald Trump. She supports Biden. She's a Democrat, et cetera, et cetera. And you get these ridiculous things. So you get people writing uh, serious articles saying uh, Taylor Swift could, uh, you know, influence the American election to such an extent that Biden gets re-elected, which is ridiculous. Uh, there was an article in uh, one of the Australian newspapers about Taylornomics. Uh, Taylor Swift can save the Australian economy. Taylor Swift can save the planet. I think, look, that's all great for marketing, but it's just dreadful for reality. So I, I think what she said, it would have been great if she'd stuck to it, but she didn't stick to it. All right. A certain hypocrisy creeps in, doesn't it? Uh, you yeah. try to distance yourself from taking a position and uh, you say, I don't want to talk about religion, don't want to talk about politics, and then you begin to say things that are in line with one side on what we might call the culture wars. So yeah. in some sense, if you're not standing for Christ you get swept along, don't you, into a current uh, of sort of a populism which really turns anti-Christian. Uh, would that be one way of describing the sort of things that happen there? Yeah, I think so. But I think even more than that, I mean, I have no problem at all with Taylor Swift having political opinions. Um, and in a sane world, that wouldn't really matter very much. But we don't live in a sane world. So people think, I mean, if, if anyone says... Well, I'm going to vote this way because my favorite singer votes this way. I, I, it's almost like you don't deserve the vote. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, you know, I don't think preachers should tell people how to vote. I certainly don't think celebrities uh, and pop stars should tell people how to vote. Um, and I think, yeah, the other problem is in, in our culture, everything gets politicized, music, everything. And that's disastrous. And then I think what Swift has done. So, I mean, I, I'll ask the listeners this question. Does anyone think that the ABC or the Sydney Morning Herald would be 
fawning over Taylor Swift if she was a Donald Trump supporter? I don't think so. Okay, it uh, does it does politicise her character, politicise her, uh, you know, pop star idol. Uh, let's talk yeah. about idols because you do make some reference in the article that you've written about idolisation, and this is yeah. maybe if it's not even. Uh, her doing, although she's a very clever businesswoman, and uh, her profile—you know—it's—it's it's a sky-high profile. But what's the trouble with idolization? So I—I I don't think that we really grasp this enough. I think idolization—you—you you could argue that idols only refer to those who worship idols in temples. You know, so you could say Buddhists have idols or Hindus have idols, but actually everyone has idols. An idol is something that comes between us and God, that is more important to us than God, that we love more than God. So it's anything that replaces God in the center of our lives. We can have self-idolization, but we can also set up other people. And when you watch the concerts, when you watch the, you know, when you think about the fact that in Sydney, they are expecting to sell $66 million worth of merchandise from all the people who are queuing outside there. You know, it, when you think about the fact that people fly from New Zealand, Japan, wherever, to come to one of these concerts, when I think about some of the Christians I know who can hardly get out of bed to go to church on a Sunday morning, but can cross the country to go to a Taylor Swift concert and waited online for hours and hours to try and get a ticket. That comes pretty close to idolization. I'm not saying people shouldn't go to Taylor Swift concerts. I'm saying we've got to be careful. What about some of the demonstration of her own generosity? Because uh, she's generating millions, uh, potentially billions of dollars, uh, Taylornomics, as you say, Um She's generous, uh, reportedly, giving substantial sums to charities and various things like that. Uh, what about that And as so, so far as a virtue or uh, so far as a value that she might have? Um, you know, is that something that, you know, might lead you to think that uh, that generosity might come from a heart that is shaped by faith? No, um, it's not what you give, it's what you've got left. Uh, Swift is worth 1.2 billion. Uh, every concert, she basically gets personally 13 million dollars. Uh, she gave in 2023 50 million for truckers, 30 million for food banks, 20 million for the animals. That sounds great, but you think about how much uh, more she had left. I mean, when she's staying in Sydney, she's staying at the most exclusive presidential suite in in the crown hotel that's thirty six thousand dollars a night she's not living in poverty she has a private jet that she sends off to hawaii to collect her boyfriend and incidentally that's where i find all this hypocrisy because we've just had a, a television series on stan which was uh quite unashamedly really about hillsong and it's critiquing the lifestyle of televangelists and i think actually fair enough to criticize some of that however our society does that on the one hand and yet not a word is said about i mean if there was any televangelist had the lifestyle of taylor swift it would be condemned all over the place 
but instead we exult in it. We we send cameras to do live news reports on her boyfriend arriving, which to me, uh, at that point, I'm banging my head against the wall saying, come on, people, wake up. You know, she's a singer. There's another dimension too, uh, and this overtakes so many who are uh, in that celebrity, uh, successful artist stature, and that is whether she has a pro-life or a pro-choice view and uh, she's even uh, in my understanding linked uh, Christianity to whether you are pro-life or pro-choice and we might actually do those sorts of links as well but she's saying the real Christians are pro-choice or pro-abortion what are your thoughts around those sorts of values so my, my question I have, I have two thoughts one one is I don't know my question is I don't know personally what she really thinks and how much uh, she's very, very carefully managed because she's uh, gives all the right views to ensure she doesn't get criticism at one level, uh, and that anyone who does criticise her is comes across as curmudgeonly or some kind of bigot. You know, and you know, I've, I wrote this article, and I'm I'm away to go and hide in my bomb shelter for the next couple of days, uh, just because you know the stuff that people will say. But no. Um, I find it disturbing that you can have uh, the MCG in Melbourne, 92,000 people, vast majority young women and girls, and they're chanting, I won't say it on here, but basically something to the patriarchy and this pro-abortion stuff and everything else. And I think that's where she does have an influence, and I think that's where it's an incredibly harmful influence because... She's effectively saying, if you want to be a feminist, and she's very strong in the feminism, and a lot of that, a lot of that, I would personally agree with actually. But she's saying, if you want to be a feminist, you have to be pro-abortion. If you want to be a Christian, you have to be pro-abortion. And I'm saying that's, to me, that's just wicked. It's really wicked. You're saying, when we talk about, uh, you know, do you like her or do you hate her? Um, you're saying. Uh, neither for you, Dave, but you describe yourself now as a tailor prayer. Uh, now, this is something that no doubt as somebody could get onto their own social media and share this around the world, and this could become something of a, uh, you know, something viral. But a tailor prayer, is this a good place to be if you're thinking, well, this, she is certainly a phenomenon. Uh, she says she's a Christian. We're describing her as more a cultural Christian, Christian by name. Uh, the values don't necessarily support Christian faith. Uh, what about uh -huh. Taylor Prayer? How significant is that? Well, uh, my way of th thinking about that was uh, we're told, Paul tells Tim in, us in Timothy that we're to pray for kings and those in authority. And there's some degree, to, Taylor's not a queen, but she certainly has a degree of cultural authority. I mean, she's an extraordinary success, really. Um, and I... I... I I can't bring myself to dislike her. I, whenever I see her interact with her fans, I just think she's totally admirable in that regard. But I pray for her because I don't know how much of her persona and everything else is manufactured. I don't know who's in control. Is she really the businesswoman? Is she herself the product that's being marketed? Or does she pull all the strings? I don't know any of that. But I do pray for her. And a lot of the emotions and stuff she writes about are very real. And I just pray that she would come to a point where she would say, look, don't seek your salvation in me. You need to seek it in Christ. And 
you know, I, there are various other people that uh, I, I pray for who are not Christians, who are cultural figures, and I, I think that's the best thing to do. I, I, to be honest, I can't get all that worked up about Taylor Swift in the sense of I, I get much more worked up about the cultural reactions and the kind of is she a demon or is she the savior type stuff. Um, uh, I just... That for me is depressing, especially when it happens in the church. But uh, as a young woman who has an enormous influence, I pray for her that, and I pray for her followers because they are followers, that they will come to see how empty, you know, you, you to give your life to Taylor Swift. No, sorry, that's that's not going to change you. To give your life to Christ is going to give you eternal life. Let's end on that note. Uh, words of wisdom, I think they're from David Robertson. Uh, he's been reflecting on Taylor Swift and Christianity. He's known as The We Flee, his popular blog site. You might want to visit it, theweflee.com. And, uh, David, you've had an article published this week in Christian Today, and I'll point listeners there too if they want to read more of what you've said, all about Taylor Swift and Christianity. And a reminder too for listeners, uh, this conversation, which I think has been quite an enlightening conversation, uh, it'll be on a podcast early this afternoon, and uh, it might be something you might want to share with friends uh, who are thinking around what is happening with Taylor Swift and her faith. Uh, com. David Robertson, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us once again today on 2020. It's a privilege as always. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.